<laughs> wow. Once again, it's Saturday and I'm drinking beer. Not good. Welcome. It is Saturday, the 17th of November, and it is l- literally seconds past midnight on Saturday morning. So, a very warm welcome. Assuming you're inside, in which case a very cool welcome if you're outside. Today, 17 of Napod Pomo for 2018. Um, literally just finished publishing tonight's recording of the Bugcast. Uh, and um, as always, uh, after the show, we have an after party where we invite people to come into our Mumble server and, and talk with us. Um, and uh, there was just one person actually in the um, in the Mumble tonight, but a couple still in the the chat room and uh, I started messing around with the thousand plus uh, audio files that I collected back in the days when I was on IRC uh, when we built into our IRC clients the ability to share audio files audio snippets really really easily so whenever a particular person entered the the chat room they would then trigger off a sound file which would then play on everybody else's machine um that was connected to the uh, that particular channel at the time then were days uh but while i was messing around with um with those and uh trying to actually pick up those that were suitable to play to uh well other people because some of them just downright disgusting um i discovered a bunch of uh, of module files that i'd started collecting about 25 odd years ago um module files module files even are effectively um, music sequences they take small sound samples and put them together in a grid so that as it goes down the grid it plays the samples and using that you can then create songs or or pretty much anything you like and this technology dates back to the days of the commodore amiga uh, in the mid 1980s but um enthusiasts have, have, have kept this concept alive over the years and uh, when I was still running uh, Windows on my uh, my PC uh, I was creating these modules or, or tracker files um, on that machine and I've, I've discovered a huge number that I actually started to create um, <laughs> that um, yeah that I, just, I wouldn't play to anybody because they're quite repulsive but there's um, there's some some pretty decent stuff here. Stuff that I downloaded off the internet. In fact, I may have actually downloaded them off of CompuServe. That kind of goes back and uh, and tells you how long ago that was. Um, I probably shouldn't. But I'm just going to play you a little uh, little snippet of. Let um, me find one that's uh, that's suitable to play. Uh, I'm just thinking that one's not probably the best one to do. Give me one second. Oh yeah, that one, that one, like that one. Let's play that one. So hopefully. If I do this, you'll hear this song. Now, bearing in mind, this is this is sound samples that have been basically linked together. The file that you're hearing is less than a megabyte in size. It's absolutely tiny. It would fit on a floppy disk. Check this out. Thank you. 
obviously it's it's very electronic and, and very much out of the 80s. Some are slightly more 80s than, than others. But you have to admit, it, it's actually quite reasonable sounding in the grand scheme of things. But um, yes, yeah, so I've been messing around and, and discovering some of those. Be very interested to see if uh, if anybody else that's listening has uh, experience of this kind of um, this music technology, or even if you you have that that level of enthusiasm for um, creating. I want to say digital music, but because these are all sound samples, it's kind of a digital composition of analog sounds. If that makes sense. Um, if if I get enough interest, I might actually share. Uh, some of the files that I've I've had, uh, I've had them. I mean, the, the files I'm looking at at the moment, I've got some that are dated back to 1993. Most of them are dated 1996. Um, I have no idea uh, who they, who they belong to. I've got no copyright information on the files whatsoever. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll happily share them if uh, if people are interested in in hearing it. Right, we've got a question. Um, the question for, for today is from Al. He um, recorded a file, uh, uh, an episode on the twelfth, uh, where he described one of his um, his technical fails, and he asked the question, "What is your worst tech fail?" Uh, and I'm actually going to mention two: one which was caused by me, and one which wasn't caused by me, but I bore the brunt of it. So the the tech fail that was caused by me. Now, I used to work down in uh, Slough in an office in in Langley, and I was I'm trying to think if I was actually operations manager at the time. I don't think I was, um, but I did have uh, a responsibility to look after uh, some of the processes that ran on the on the servers that, that were in the computer room. And I remember having to go into the the main database box. It was an old Oracle box at the time. I think we were running Oracle seven or eight uh, at the time. Uh, and this is this, this server. It was a, a box on wheels. It was a, like a server cabinet on wheels. Um, and it had a monitor and a keyboard on the top of it. So if you needed to do anything on the server itself, you would log in, sat in front of this machine. And if I remember rightly, it ran uh, Windows NT4, so a really old version of Windows. Uh, and I, I logged onto the machine, did what I needed to do, and then logged off. At least I thought I had. Now, back in those days, when you did click the start menu and chose shutdown, um, you then got a little uh, menu on the screen that said, do you want to shut down this machine, restart it, or log off? Now, obviously, I wanted to log off. Um, I'm a keyboard user, so mine would have been um, control escape, up, enter, down, down, enter, which would log me off. Now, something in that um, <laughs> in that key sequence went wrong. Uh, and I ended up actually restarting the server. Um, now, bearing in mind, this was uh, an old Windows box. It wasn't particularly fast. It was also running a very um, cumbersome uh, database server. The downtime on it was, let's say it was significant. Um, and I got into into serious trouble for, for doing it. So that's probably the worst tech fail that I caused. Um, a much worse tech fail happened and i remember very vividly actually it was um it was september 2003 the reason i remember it two reasons one we'd just been acquired by another company and two it was the day before my birthday and 
it was a it was supposed to be a routine um, drive replacement. So in our server racks at, at the old office, uh, we had three racks. Um, one of which was full of servers and disks. The other one was full of uh, full of servers. And one of the drives in the uh, disk rack failed. That's not a big issue because it happens all the time, and we have two levels of redundancy on that on that rack. So we could theoretically have two drives fail. I think there were fourteen drives on the in this in this rack. You could have two fail, and nothing would go wrong. All you'd do is you'd lose resilience at each stage. So we had one drive fail. So in order to replace it, we had to get an engineer in. So the engineer came in with his replacement disc. He pulled the disc out, put the disc back in again, and that was it. But that disc failed. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Wouldn't be accepted by the um, by the rack. Um, and then another disc failed. So he took that one out and replaced it. And then that disc wouldn't. Um, wouldn't come up either. So we'd replaced two discs. We were now two discs down, which meant we had no resilience. The next disc to go, would that would be it. That would be complete failure. We'd lose all of our data. So the decision was made um, to replace the uh, the board at the back of the, the rack where all the drives plug into. It seemed the logical thing to do. So we shut everything down. This was... I think we were probably at about half past six in the evening by this point. The the maintenance didn't take place until after five, so about six thirty we we started to replace this um, this unit. And long story short, it didn't work because on this backboard where the drives plugged into was a small. Um, I'm going to call it a memory chip because that's kind of what it is, which stored the configuration of those drives. Now, because we'd replaced the board, the configuration of the drives had gone and we had no way of reprogramming it. So we tried putting the old board back, uh, the board that was already on there, and basically the entire disk array failed. So we had... um, uh, 14 disks in total, absolutely useless. This was our file and print server, so we had you know, multiple gigabytes worth of data on there. There was data for um, for file shares, there were the print servers on there. Uh, I think there was a couple of other servers that, that, that shared the same uh, disk space. Uh, and yeah, it was all gone. So the only thing we could do was attempt to rebuild the the disk pack, the disk array, from scratch, and then restore all the data from the previous backup. Now, that sounds pretty straightforward and logical, but our backup, backup solution was over a piece of wire to 26 miles away. So we were going to try and pull all of the data that we had backed up from the previous night, which meant we would have lost that day's data, over um, a, a, a long-haul network connection to this server to restore all the data. Anyway, the engineer we needed to get on site to, to, to resolve this issue, he didn't arrive till, uh, I think it was about 10 o'clock. I'd already gone home and had some, had some 
food and then gone back in again. I think I got back into the office about 10 o'clock. Um, so the recovery process had already started. Um, and it pretty much went through the night. Uh, the intention was to get everything back up and running by start of day next day, uh, which would have been no eight 8.30. Uh, but that didn't happen because it was just taking too long to do. So I believe everything was back up running again by half past two that afternoon, uh, which on my birthday. Um, and because I'd kind of been there to oversee it from a, a local operations perspective, that meant I just pulled a 30-hour work shift uh, minus the time I went home to get some food. I uh, hadn't slept, so um, I was told to go home. I don't know, no, no um, uncertain, uh, uncertainty at all. Go home. That's it. You're done. You've done your work. Go home. Uh, and I slept for the rest of the day, which is really unfortunate. But you know, we got the job done. Um, it was a really unfortunate set of circumstances that we lost all this data. But um, yeah, it, it turned out okay in the end. But thankfully touch wood i've not had uh, a, a, a situation of a failure situation as bad as that since yes i've made the odd mistake yes i've probably you know restarted services when i shouldn't have done but it's it's not a uh, necessarily a, a bad thing uh, as an amusing aside the the guy who helped us to restore the data to this um, to this server uh, was actually from the company we had just been acquired from, so the my original employer, um, and we were still in the the handover stage. So all of our we had our servers hadn't been migrated over to the new company yet. Um, and he's a really good bloke. He really knows his stuff. He's incredibly knowledgeable on on pretty much everything that he does. Um, but the the, <laughs> the chap um, he 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 fell from grace quite spectacularly. Uh, because he was a system administrator and had pretty much full access uh, to all systems, um, it turned out that he was actually dealing in pornography. Uh, so he was he was accepting orders from people, writing um, pornography out to CDs and the like, using company property, um, and then shipping it out using company couriers. But he was obviously able to erase his tracks of of downloading this material and writing it to CDs and the like, because he was in that um, position of uh, of of privilege. What caught him out was lo-fi technology, and uh, what happened is it turned out he was taking orders for this material over a corporate fax machine. And somebody came up to the machine one day, just, you know, as you do. Oh, I've got this bit of paper, I need to fax it to somebody. Oh, what's this on the top? <gasps> yeah, he didn't work for the company any longer, um, the, uh, the, the 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 chap, which is a real shame, because like I say, he was uh, very knowledgeable. But, um, yeah, stupid is the, uh, the only thing, any word I've got for him. Absolutely stupid. A, for trying it in the first place, and B, for thinking that you'd actually get away with it. 
you would never do it get away with it in in this day and age this is too much security and and lockdown and monitoring and such like uh, you'd be very surprised my work laptop is is strewn I can't think of a better word with um forensic analysis software and antivirus and anti malware and all the rest of it uh, to the point where you need a machine of a certain spec to actually run the software that's on there to protect it in the first place <laughs> which is um i don't know a little bit uh, counterproductive perhaps be nice if we could like get rid of all this software and uh, actually have a machine that uh, that runs anywho uh thank you very much indeed to al for that question um and uh thank you very much indeed to peter for uh um interacting with me over the last 24 hours so liked yesterday's um episode uh, I'm actually planning to record an interview tonight with the creator of Napod Pomo. So if time allows, I may publish that tomorrow uh, for Sunday's episode. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, so it is the weekend, so enjoy your Saturday, and I will speak to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Ta-da!